0: Talking in stations, I am Matt Earl News Chief for Imperium News. Today we have a special show where we're going to bring back uh, one of our great guests, Vince Draken, to talk to us about the Tribute War and uh, get us up to speed on what's been going on and possibly what will happen in the future. Um, and also as a guest, we have Globby, who uh, is formerly from Code, and uh, Code specializes in high, sec, high security ganking of uh, freighter pilots and uh recently there's some um you know if it was controversy something about uh people getting banned and we'll find out more about that uh we also obviously have tiberius with us and so we'll go over some of the news and uh hey. get,
1: you, get you caught up so, tiberius how you doing pretty good uh it's been a pretty good week uh, lots of fun shooting into that spaceships lots of stuff to write about in the news so uh it's it's been a pretty good week it's been a pretty good week
0: You had a terrific article on, uh, uh, what's that, (laughs) Evening's 24. The one you can't mention on this (laughs) channel, yes.
1: Yes, I had a pretty good article on that one. Um, Yeah, I had a lot of good... It sounds really narcissistic of me saying yes i had a pretty good article on it because i verified my work as being great um no it was i had a lot of positive feedback on it and um i'm really pleased with the way it's turned out and as the way things have happened um news has moved on even faster since about the tribute war so um there should be some more stuff coming out shortly about that
0: So, in EVE this week, uh, we had, uh, well, the Black Friday sales uh, that came from CCP, and that was just a big a big Plex uh, sale. You know, we haven't seen prices like that, I guess, uh, ever.
1: And That's pretty good stuff. Um, yep, lots of people buying Plexes, and uh, hopefully the prices will be crashing, crashing down a little bit. So, hopefully we can get some cheap Plex this week. Yeah, and the O7 uh, show
0: is tomorrow at... Uh, was it 8 o'clock? 6 o'clock.
1: Yeah, yes. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock tomorrow evening. Are you going to be on that um, one? I'm not going to be on that one this time. I've only been on it twice, uh, doing some stuff for EVNT mm-hmm. uh, when we did some of the celebrity matches. Um, but we haven't done that. There is a section... Um, tomorrow, where the Eve NT guys are on it, um, but I'm sadly not on it for tomorrow.
0: Oh, any indication on what they're going to talk about? Were there announcements made at um, Eve Down Under?
1: Uh, no, and actually finding out information about what was going on from Eve Down Under has actually proven really bloody difficult.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, it's funny because there's an issue of um, was it Easter Dam? Some announcements are made, and people you know have to hear them after everybody else gets a jump on them there. Uh, so there yeah. was. You know, if you're not streaming it, is it fair to like make an ou- major announcements at these places?
1: Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't say um, sort of the major announcements and things that were at Eve's Town or, or Eve Down Under, but you know, usually the, the stuff they do at the player events, and certainly from um, when they come over to Not and come over to Nottingham, it's usually just like little things. Like at Nottingham, they showed off um, the new character sheet, which. Had kind of been on the test server anyway, but it, it just gave an opportunity for sort of them to say, "Hey, this is what we've done and get some immediate feedback for some for features that are just about ready to go out so well, last time though, they announced the new uh, launcher, which was
0: I think kind of a mm-hmm. big deal
1: right uh, well, we kind of knew about the new launcher already, and we knew it was kind of coming, but it was it was ccp fox four um, and, and that did go up on YouTube afterwards. Yeah. Um, but I'll it was CCP something. Fox 4 more or less talking about the the development process of it as opposed to sort of saying, hey, look at this new launcher because, again, we'd already kind of seen it in some of the dev blogs and things.
0: Yeah. Well, this year, I think I don't know if they announced it at uh, Eves-sterdam, Eve, but um, part of the other news that's out is that the new Mac uh, launcher is coming out. Uh, I think <gasps> it's entering beta, which is kind of interesting. Oh. Yeah, it's funny, I actually started playing EVE because I was looking for a game I could play on Mac, and then because EVE was so cool, I switched to PC and ended up not using Mac at all for anything else, (laughs) which is like, wow, talk about the tail wagging the dog. Yeah, Um, pretty much. So, you know, you're a skin enthusiast, there's new skins apparently?
1: Yes, there's, um, well, apart from the fact that all the uh, classic ship skins are now ridiculously cheap, like... We're talking a dollar on some of these skins and things. Um, there's a whole bunch of new ones using the brand new system that they uh, were talking about at e Vegas, um, which I think you actually probably know more about me because you saw that presentation. Um, but the brand new uh, system that they're using to create skins, which gives you things like a star captain, they're also giving a whole bunch of Christmas schemes. Uh, skins to the amar no not really they're giving them all to the galente this time um thank god for that so thankfully you can all you you galente fans out there will finally have some nice looking skins to buy for yourselves as well yeah
0: well it seems like these days they're getting a lot of stuff maybe their ships are you know among the best um for new players and that sort of thing it seems like minmitar need to have their turn pretty soon
1: yeah, totally. Because um, you know, I mean, there was so much stuff coming out for the MR, um, but a lot of them were just like variations on a singular color. You know, you had the cold iron stuff, which was basically a matte black, and then the crimson harvest one, which was basically a red and black. But these these new skins actually have sort of patterns designed into them and things, so it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Right, and so uh, there's a bunch of other stuff, but you can always check that out on the EVE Online forums. There is um, a thread started by CCP Phantom called This Week in EVE, and this is uh, a great resource for anybody to catch up on what uh, came from CCP, what came from the uh, lore or the in-game news, and, uh, you know, stuff that uh, players have done as well as in there as far as meetups and stuff like that. What you won't get in there is the political news, which is really the most interesting draw for anybody who's uh, been around EVE Online or, you know, like to hear about what the players get up to because it's so, um, you know, epic how many people, uh, like, tug a war through territory and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get to actually our features. I'm really excited to have Vince here. and uh, But first we're going to talk to Globby uh, from, uh, formerly from code. And how are you doing? Globby?
2: Doing good. How are you doing?
0: Really good. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? I'm not that familiar with, um, what code gets up to. Obviously I know the basics and stuff, but what's your gameplay all about?
2: So as of now, my gameplay is just posting on Reddit and I'm probably one of the best Reddit posters <laughs> on Arrive right now. I have been for like the last two years. Yeah. Farming but, that uh, sweet, sweet
1: Reddit comedy. Yeah?
2: Hell yeah. But, uh, <laughs> In game, uh, I gank and high sec a lot with uh, Code, sometimes with uh, Goonswarm Federation and Mini Love.
0: Oh, right. Uh, Mini Love stands for what?
2: Uh, the Ministry of Love. It's their high sec ganking arm.
0: Oh, and that's. Uh, uh, is that exactly what it's for? Mini Love is, is a ganking outfit, or do they do other things like espionage uh, or something?
2: No, they're primarily just ganking. As far as I know, I mean, I yeah. haven't been in Minilove love for over a year. So, all right.
0: So, what um, what brings you to uh, the show today? That was something that happened um, yesterday, was it? Uh, where some Xcode members were were uh, banned.
2: Um. Yeah. About uh, a month and a half ago, actually, a month and four days ago, uh, there was a completely standard code fleet run by loyal anon who was permanently banned um ccp allowed him to create a new account stunt Flores style and start from scratch so he was leading fleets again regularly and uh sometime in the middle of his ganking fleet uh he told everybody to gank a certain nomad and unbeknownst to everybody else ccp thought that something went on so uh, you know at the time we had no idea that anything special had occurred i mean we calculated the math we had more than enough dps required to kill the target um during the gank everything felt normal we thought nothing of it and the reason and ccp when they banned all of us they didn't tell us anything all they said was in the ticket that you delayed concord now i don't want to Get into GM correspondence too much, but oh, one,
0: one one quick question: the the delaying Concord is basically against the rules, and that is that you um, you run around the system hiding from Concord, delaying their effectiveness, so that you could destroy ships uh, with impunity. Right, that's the crime about um,
2: it. Well, evading Concord and delaying Concord is different. Mm-hmm. Um, delaying Concord is a very new rule, whereas evading Concord has been in the, on the books for forever, basically. And there used to be a way. I'm the reason they created that new delaying concord rule. Um, I ejected a bunch of shuttles and then boarded a ship while I was criminal, and then they would have to kill all the shuttles before they would kill me. So that's when they put in the delaying concord rule. But you can't JK. even do that any. You can't even do that anymore because uh, they don't let you board ships while you're a criminal. So. As far as I know, and as far as everybody in Code and everyone in Mini Love, every ganker that I've ever spoken to does not know how to delay Concord for an entire fleet. Like we have no idea how this could even happen. So we get to the point where CCP bans all of us without telling us any information about the situation. We're, we're obviously really confused. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the way we found out which kill it was. Was we found we got together with everybody who got banned. Um, it was pretty easy to find out the kill because Jason Kujan, who runs 12 ganker accounts, only had 11 of his banned. So we were able to find out, okay, you know what, 11 of these were on what kill mail, where the 12th one wasn't, and we basically found the one kill that it was responsible for. And uh, yeah, it felt like a completely normal gank, and you know. I care a lot more about it than other people do because I kind of see the, uh, I see the, the implications that it would have for the future because Concord isn't as solid as you would think it is. Concord is very buggy and mm-hmm. every once in a while there's a freighter gank that goes fine, except one person never gets killed by Concord. They shot the freighter, they went GCC and Concord never came to kill them. And you know, that implication, that's not intentional. We're not trying to do that. It just happened. So it's scary to think that if the game breaks, you can get banned for doing something. And, you know, on our end, we didn't even see anything wrong happen. So I, there's a lot of people, a lot of the people in code right now don't even want to gank freighters right now. I mean, we we have people who have 400 billion, 500 billion assets. They're, they're, it's just too risky to go out and gank.
0: yeah. Well, that's usually the way that um, CCP operates, right? If there's bans, they don't give a lot of explanation why exactly you were. Um, but you guys did some. It looks like on Reddit you, you put together this giant spreadsheet that looks like.
1: Uh, oh my god, that chart! <laughs> yeah, it's oh, yeah.
0: A,
2: like with it's, all yeah, the okay. arrows and everything going along. It's like, wow, that's a lot yeah. of thought that's gone into that. I mean, I got to thinking, right, the only way I could ever reverse this is if I could, like, go to the community and prove that we didn't delay Concord, which I pretty much did. Mm -hmm. If you think about it logically and the way you have to think about it is, well, we have about 580,000 damage, a little more, Mm -hmm. and the freighter has 500,000 EHP. So we obviously have enough DPS to kill it. And in order to get to 500,000 damage, it'll take about 20 to 24 seconds, which is within the timer of before Concord kills you, to kill it. And if you also line up when the freighter died to when the ganking ships died, it lines up as, as perfectly as you could imagine, it, as if it was a normal standard gank. There is no time discrepancy between when the gank started and when the gank ended. I mean there is no evidence to suggest that ganking ships lasted even 1 second longer than they than is within the allowed parameters which mm. is really scary because I mean that's basically proof that nothing wrong happened and I don't know how more to convince uh, anywhere, anyone else do you do you feel like uh, public
0: pressure helps in this case i mean is that really the the best way doesn't it just get CCP even angrier at you and well, That's from
2: my experience, I've been perma twice. Both times, those perma were overturned because I cried on Reddit. Both times. Huh. Um, I know of many other EVE personalities who, after getting perma or suspended pending investigation, have either written a TMC article or posted on Reddit and gotten either the bans completely re- return, uh, gone back to normal or, uh, you know went from a perma ban to like a 30-day ban like when I'm in space when he did the whole bounty thing like complaining on reddit is probably the most effective thing you can do especially if you can show proof but I you know with the current like stigma against ganking in the community Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's gonna help us at all I just want to kind of establish a precedent so CCP doesn't really continue banning people for no reason if it becomes a problem in other parts of the game
0: I wonder if it's even worse now that there's like a bunch of new people um, that, you know, they don't, they may be a little more ginger in, in protecting, uh, you know, high sec right now, because there's new people. I wonder if that plays against uh, you guys at this time.
2: It probably does, considering that we've never had issues with this, even when Concord ended up being delayed in situations like mm. we've never eaten bans for this before up so, until now.
0: So, do you think it might be more stringent because of the timing right now?
2: Oh, I definitely, I definitely do think so. Yeah, I oh, definitely I think, think so. that they want to discourage things that don't fall within their uh, their belief system of to you know they want to get more players. Obviously, if they feel that something is detracting players from their game. Uh, taking players away from the game, its they don't want that in their game. And I think they feel that ganking does that.
0: Yeah, that What you said really sets up some interesting things. Uh, Tiberius, uh, maybe you have an opinion on this, but uh, and I think Johnny Pugh kind of hits on it here. So one of the ways to protect yourself against getting banned is to become uh, popular in the community uh, and then cry out, you know, plea for their help to leverage the, you back into the game, which is kind of a strange precedent that CCP would set up by... Um, not going through their I, own process, but
1: listening well, to parents. I, I, I would think that would be a bit of an unusual precedent for that if, um, like, somehow making yourself valuable to the community or making a share. Maybe, I mean, maybe if you, you know, put together a reasoned argument, which you did from what I can see uh, from the post that you put up, but then maybe the right person sees that and goes, well, yeah, okay, that's, that's totally possible, and then goes away and argues it on your behalf. But I don't think. You know, making yourself valuable in the Eve community necessarily protects you from the bands. I mean, you know, just recently we had like a big old sway of the people that did, you know, a lot community wise. I want EveBet, um, I want isk, Eve Bet, uh, um, Adrix. Trillionaire, um, Adrix, all, yeah. all that. you Got that. banned. Like like Adrex, Eve Casino, like all of them. Um, I mean, okay, yes, the gambling sites, but at the same time, you know, they funded a lot of events. They, you know, ignoring the whole war thing because I think that's where But that's a whole topic we can just yeah. go down all by itself. But you know, so I I I I disagree with necessarily the whole you know being valuable in the community. Th- then again, he's man.
0: been through it twice, and we haven't. Like you know, yeah. yeah and you also so have to
2: think of it from the point of view, like. Can you think of any group in Eve right now that you would consider the bad guys? Like, could you? I, can, I know who I always you think call of. Any group of the bad guys? I mean, most people would call goons the bad guys, but you know, uh, they, uh, they're not people. more the bad guys. Is they're just like an opposing group. I mean, who are the truly evil people? I mean, there's no bad people really in this game. The closest I would say, maybe I'm biased because i mean Code, but I think Code are, you know the bad guys of eve i mean yeah. we have well, our whole I, i'd thing agree with that because going along with everything
1: yeah i mean i i'd, I'd agree with that as well because not, not it isn't just a case of necessarily the actions that code does and i've i you know i took a a couple of evenings out to go ganking with code once just to see sort of how it all you works make it sound so romantic um i know right uh and you know and it open my eyes to actually how much work that actually has to go into it but it's not just that activity that i think people get better out of shape of it it's also the uh you know the the public facing side of it like the james 315 stuff and you know the 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 writing that he does on blogs and you know the the fact that that whole persona and everything is reciprocated and that's something that people can latch onto, and that's something that people go against because um, oh no, such code guys! God damn you, James three one five! How could you do this to me? You know, you see what I mean. That's kind of that's kind of what people go with. Um, so yeah, I think you're totally right on that. Well, what's interesting totally
0: right. about this is uh, I was approached by uh, a person from Eve Casino named Adrix who said, "What do you think about uh, raising a big stink about being um, banned because?" uh, I'm getting no answers from CCP and I'm, you know, I've worked hard for this community and he has, um, should I raise a big stink? And my advice to him was like, yeah, I don't think that ever helps. So I got to go back to him and say, you know, I may be wrong about this.
2: There are a ton of, I don't know, there's a ton of precedent that, you know, making an article, writing an article, whether it being the metani.com or making a Reddit post or an Evo post that helps if you if your goal is to get unbanned. Maybe it hurts your relationship with the CCP, but, but you can look at all these people when I am in space. You can look at me multiple times. You can look at James 315 who was perma banned for literally nothing. Right? He just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time and he got perma banned. You can look at all the uh, you know, the whole erotica one fiasco where not only did Erotica One get banned, but also a dozen other people who had absolutely nothing to do with the bonus round got permabanned. Mm. Half of them being scam victims of Erotica 1, right? The mm. people who got scammed got banned just because they happened to be in the wrong channel. They got banned for being victims. So, <laughs> yeah, They got banned for being victims, basically. I mean, you know, ha, you know, all these people who got banned, they, they, their issue isn't with the actual ban itself. Their issue is with the precedent it sets that they could just get permabanned or 30-day banned in the future for something you know uncontrollable something out of their hands which mm. is the scary part not you know i can eat a 30-day ban it already took them to 22, 22 days to respond to my ticket that i sent it on day one of the ban you know mm. i'm already basically i've already waited i just don't want this strike on my account
0: so the takeaway is that ccp is cracking down on uh kind of griefing practices in the form of uh, uh ganking and high sec um you think and uh and and actually posting it on reddit may help if nothing else does
2: All right right we're back into a corner we're at the point where uh we have a bunch of people quitting the game unironically quitting the game because they can't in good faith mm-hmm. support this game because well, and when you ban twenty accounts and everybody in that community, which is ganking, is a very tight knit community. We all know each other. You know, there's small some smaller groups out there that uh, don't necessarily interact with us, but Code and Minilove are pretty close, mm-hmm. and we talk to each other a lot. And so when all of us are together and we all agree that this is kind of like a a bullshit situation, I mean, you have yeah. people just straight up quitting the game. You have we had a guy who already bio his characters. We have two new players who we haven't seen since 15 days ago. Two well, brand new players who joined code who just quit the game, I mean.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, let me, let me just talk a little bit more about something else and then we'll wrap it up. But what's the, le- like, this is legitimate gameplay, in your opinion, obviously, we wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't. But what's the kick out of it? What's it, it takes organization, as Tiberius was saying. But why do you and en- uh, enjoy this sort of thing?
2: Why do I enjoy it? I enjoy. I enjoy having an impact on the game, right so mm. when you kill some nc freighters entire fleet in his jump freighter it feels good to have you know a group of 30 guys take out an entire fleet an entire tier three fleet like it, i mean so much of the it's like a fishing game right you're scanning all these places looking for big fish and when you finally get a good fish to catch it feels good when you 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 kill it mm
0: that's a very um, good analogy so it's like
2: fishing and yeah it's like fishing i mean you get satisfaction out of it i mean there's the whole, there's a lot of,
0: uh, i guess there's a lot of work in picking your gear properly and figuring out how much time you have to do it and i mean that must be where the
2: gameplay is well, there's a lot of gameplay i mean even finding these guys even getting there in time i remember when hyper dunking and uh, existed Right, we would go hyper Was just basically, a, you know, three or four guys could take out a freighter over 20 minutes. It was all, can we kill it before people show up? Can we get ready? I mean, mini has to deal with this on a daily basis. When uh, anti ganking was all up their, uh, up their butts all the time, they had to kill the freighter before they got enough guys there to rep it. Otherwise, it would be terribly inconvenient to either loot or even try and gank at that point. So it's uh, it's like a race against the clock. How fast can we kill it before all yeah. the help arrives?
0: I think it's funny that CCP wanted to preserve that um, ability for alphas to participate in that sort of thing. That was kind of a big deal, right? They were saying
2: not really because we we have better tools to do that, right? We can make a trial account and we can get a T two catalyst on that trial account in only a couple days, right? Mm-hmm. So we can get no one counts tech one catalysts tech one catalyst alpha is like half of a tech two catalyst and it does less than half the damage so it's it's very irrelevant and the optimal range on catalysts really matter because we usually do warp in and land within one to four kilometers off so having a 1.6 kilometer optimal versus a 2.5 kilometer optimal is huge and that's the reason like tech one catalysts are irrelevant to ganks so Alpha accounts are effectively irrelevant to freighter ganks. Now, other ganks like minor ganking definitely alpha accounts can be, have an impact, but
0: mm-hmm. I think the, the overall theme though was uh, a lot of people were concerned that that code would be able to use these alphas and gank you know forever without any cost to them, and then.
2: I mean, the re- what's the cost? The cost being you have to play, you have to pay a plex a month to be able to gank. Yeah, I mean, I don't is know. that is that considered a cost the that rev- you have to sub your account?
0: Uh, I suppose, yeah. But the reverse came true, and that was that CCP was like, well, we don't want to limit them, uh, so we're not going to make them, we're not going to bar them and from ganking. Yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah. Right? They totally shouldn't. yeah.
2: So, right, but they also held the uh, the threat of locking them in the future whenever they want. I mean, I wanted to make a cool alpha alpha clone ganking group or whatever with a couple people and just gank stuff in alphas all day like with a you know have mm-hmm. everybody in like a big group like pandemic court everybody make an alpha account get tech one catalysts. we're just gonna kill stuff i why would anyone even try and attempt to do that because as soon as you become relevant ccp is just gonna lock you out so it's like another thing that comes back up to ccp just uh I don't want to whine too much, but it's just—it feels <laughs> like it's stacked against me. I don't know what to do. But I've never seen so. Cool I've never ideas seen. I would want to potentially do, but so.
1: I, never Tears. For me, for me, I mean, I'm kind of sold on the gameplay aspect of it because I've, I've kind of been involved with it, and the amount of organization and um, setting everything up is—it's is just mind blowing when. A lot of people just seem to think it's like, oh, I'll get a bunch of katoos, walk to this thing, blow this up, and hey, hey, there's thing. But it's not. It's bouncing around. It's getting the right spots, finding your target, making sure that target, you know, doesn't get through gates, doesn't have, like, emergency jump outs or all that sort of jazz. And, but, you know, Highshot, uh, for the critics out there, um, high shot in chat said, uh, ganking should be banned in high sec, but the people doing the ganking should be allowed to do it in not sec. Um, what would you say to banning ganking in high sec? Why shouldn't it be banned in high sec? I
2: don't have any... I mean, it's at the end of the day, it is CCP's game. I just wish they were more open about it. If CCP said that ganking has a proven impact on hurting the game and re- significantly reducing the amount of people who play the game, you can't argue against that logic, right? Not even me. Even though I love the ganking gameplay, you can't argue against that. The problem with ganking in no or anywhere else is high set ganking is the only place in eve where piracy true piracy actually exists people gank people for their cargo people gank people for you know their notoriety you know it's the only place where you can make a true profit from pvp other than like merc- mercenary contracts it's like the one place in eve that feels like the open sandbox truly exists
3: hmm
0: Awesome. It was a little bit of a defense of uh, ganking and also um, kind of a pleading of your case to the public about uh, getting banned uh, in a time where it looks like CCP is cracking down a bit stronger. Thanks for uh, uh, coming on the show, Globby. Appreciate it very much. No problem. No problem. Um, So thanks. So we'll uh, go ahead and and good luck to you. Um, We'll we'll look look out for that Reddit thread and see how that goes. Um, Next, we're going to have Vince Drakin on in just a second. Uh we're gonna catch up on tribute and the stuff that's going on there. Um we'll be back right after this one little uh break. Vince, welcome to the show. Are you there?
3: Hello, thank you. Yeah, can you hear me?
0: Yep, can hear you, thanks. You've been leader for um Northern Coalition uh for a while now,
3: right? Uh yeah, I think it's six years.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, terrific. And uh Killabee is also joining you and he is from Pandemic Legion. Hey, what's up? Hey. And uh, uh, jumping into the channel with us is Johnny Pugh, a guest of the show. Um, So he'll be along for the ride. Uh, First, we're going to start with uh, Tiberius, who's going to bring us up to speed on the tribute situation.
1: So, yeah, um, we have now finished the uh, the second full month of fighting. Uh, since uh, Northern Coalition, along with Pandemic Horde, uh, initially invaded two months ago, uh, the fighting has been for about six weeks or so, up until um, the first part of this month. Certainly, um, was very brutal. It, you know, there was there was fleets going out on, on pretty much a daily basis as um, NC and Pandemic Horde, along with uh, some other allies that joined as time went on. Uh, hitting uh, CO2 space daily. Uh, tests came down to uh, assist CO2 in their defence and uh, they did they fought pretty much like lions for um, six months and they, they not to say they don't now, they still do um, but for a long time it seemed like there was to be no progress made and then there was a series of events that happened uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks um, that seemed to have started tipping uh, the balance of power in favour of the invaders um, and Finally, uh, after all that time, systems have started to fall. Um, we had the battle for uh, MTAC OEE8 uh, last weekend, uh, where some 3,100 people was involved in that, including um, 1,200 uh, CO2 and test people. Uh, the rest were made up of uh, in- participants on the invading side, uh, where the crucial infrastructure hub for MTAC oee O E. eight was killed, um, allowing the final what well, might be the final assault on uh the capital system of C O two and maybe even their keep So uh we will see how that plays out over the next few couple of weeks, yeah, I guess. So
0: it seems like the war is just finally um after being a tug of war that kinda of went back and forth, it's finally breaking open uh right like it's the events now seem to be concrete and a lot of territory being taken over
1: yep yeah totally um one whole constellation has been taken um and uh the central constellation for tribute is, is under heavy attack at the moment as well
0: so i guess we'll start with vince why did you decide to attack um co2's territory tribute um it's
3: probably quite a good question and probably um, Reddit tells one story, and obviously I will tell another, which is which is what usually happens. That's why we're going right um, to the source. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it was one of the, it was two two things. The first one was that uh, CO2 is a, a competent um, uh, group to shoot, um, so that obviously was why the eyes looked over there initially. Um, but then they also decided to, uh, I guess, buddy up with Project Mayhem and stuff. Um, who again are, are two are really good local tech alliances, um, who were you know shooting our um, R64s and just generally getting involved with stuff. Um, so obviously then CO2 joining in, people then started to get a bit cheesed off um, that they could just you know try and come and piss in our Cheerios, as the saying goes, and then uh, run away and nothing would happen to them. So so that was kind of what aggravated it, and then. A conversation took place between uh, myself and gobbins from uh, Horde. and Gobbins had some aspirations to uh, move horde into an area like Tribute where they would be more centralized and uh, i guess could be within one region whereas the split between like pure blind and fade at the moment. Um, so that was the that's how it started and then um so i we agreed that we would go over there on that understanding. Um, and any stuff that he didn't use, like the stuff around my, uh, we would. Uh, there's, we have a lot of people that uh, enjoy renting, whatever you want to call it, uh, build supers for us, whatever you want to call it, uh, we're quite interested too. So that's how it kind of started. Um, and then uh, obviously, you know, goalposts moved, whatever you want to call it. Um, patch notes arrived, whereby uh, jump range changes uh, arrived, mm-hmm. which then is. It, uh, ideal, uh, given that that then opens up a large part of tribute from low sec um, to being able to gank people pretty much wh- whenever they want uh, and then just jump back to low sec. So uh, I think that changed uh, Govin's minds quite a bit. When it came to well, actually, are they better off in fade or are they better off in tribute? Well, The obvious answer is fade, uh, when it comes to jump ranges. So, so now we're in a position whereby that, that plan is all in a dumpster, and uh, CO2 is leaving.
1: And that was the big reveal that uh, came out on Reddit last night. Sure was. Did you have some information that you wanted to share,
0: Tiberius, or is that all confidential?
1: Um, I mean, I'm I'm currently working on it. Yeah, I, I've listened to part of um, the meeting that happened last night between uh, CO2 and all their um, uh, CEOs. Um, I haven't listened to all, but yeah, quite um, quite frank, straight in the middle of it. Um, GigX uh, said in the meeting like last night with all these leadership that um, they've been fighting and he was very proud of all the work that the leadership and CO2 have been doing in defending the territory um, and how hard they've all fought. But with the invading forces now sitting on their doorstep and the Keepstart in, uh, now under threat, uh, the decision has been made to uh move everything out to uh NPC Grista space in uh, Venal
0: Yeah. Um I think the logical conclusion to this whole conflict is that uh, CO two does move out of their space, but also that their keep star gets destroyed. Is that gonna happen, Vince?
3: Um, well, everybody wants a keepstar killmail, so I guess we'll have to give them one. <laughs>
1: That's the best answer.
0: Yeah, this will be the first operational uh, Keepstar that gets taken out, right? Instead of one that's in its infancy before they become dangerous.
3: Yeah, well, the first one that uh, went down was the one that Project Mayhem uh, went to put up. Um, and the NWO denied them access to um, dropping such a thing in Losep.
0: That's the New World Order, as it was uh, rumored to be called.
3: <laughs> that's correct, yeah. That's um, that's Killer Bee's thing.
0: Yeah, and that didn't actually get up and running. Uh, It was taken out before it was operational. But this would be the first one that is operational, right?
3: Uh, Yeah, as far as I'm aware, no others have been done. So
0: So it's possible that this this guy could fight back and take out a bunch of super capitals, which makes it kind of a big event.
3: Well, yeah, we've already watched um, key uh, groups around the map uh, slowly start to try and sneak dreadnoughts. Uh, across the map without uh, either PL or us seeing them doing it. Um, It's very difficult to move threads around uh, when you're part of a large organization and not expect people to see you doing it. Um, So, yeah, it should be be interesting. Um, I guess we'll wait and see what happens. Forces Um, are gathering
1: vicarious said in uh, the chat why couldn't they just pack up the keep star and run um it takes a week to pull down a keepstar, um and whatever rigs you have on there which generally tend to be almost as expensive as the keep star itself um will be lost but if in the meantime during that week while you're pulling it down um if anybody comes along and reinforces it then it stops it from being taken down
0: we should say that um Titans have been destroyed by Stars. Uh, in fact, Northern Coalition killed its own Titan. And, oh, we don't mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. In the form of PK, I guess, uh, FC um, uh, wasn't buff- wasn't tanked uh, properly at the time and there was an accidental misfire. And, uh, yeah,
1: cash Was thing. it accidental? I'm not sure. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so, unfortunately FC I, I don't um, think We have, the, reimbursed. We have the- <laughs> We have the dubious honor of of being the first people to uh, kill a titan with a keep and lose a titan to a keep start. So, whoops. <laughs> so, kill, um, kill um, you've been
0: running this campaign from the PL side, is that right? Yes. You also ran World War, famously ran World War B and uh, or the Casino War, depending on your point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, this is your second campaign in a row. Is that usual?
4: A lot of people like. I mean it depends i think like it depends on the effort in the campaign now will what will be or casino you know, war was kind of intense even though it doesn't didn't look like it from the outside it wasn't like one of the more um uh, yeah it wasn't like an intense war from the outside at least i guess because it was just like one or two major battles and that's about it sure. but uh yeah. still there was a lot, of, a lot of a lot of background work basically to be done so yeah it's, so you didn't it's, get uh, your first war <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm really happy. Um, I'm really happy with with how CN2 and Test have been fighting back. I you have to pay them like even though they are losing now, but you know you have to give them a lot of respect for what they've done because they've been holding back for a long time. And uh, yeah, they have they have done an amazing job defending their space. At the end of the day, they're just facing something that they cannot match. And yeah, if if you face something like NCPL and all our friends, then there's nothing much you can do about it. Uh, to answer your question, no, it's not very usual to, to, to do two campaigns in a row. But I don't know, I like it so. Well, maybe I the do. first
0: one didn't drain you as much as a, a month-long campaign of uh, combat and organization, because uh, the Empire. Imperial... Yeah, might have been.
4: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I had a little a bit of a break in between uh, in the in the first phase of this uh, tribute war when it was basically just N.C. and horde attacking, and P.L. kinda. Uh, Didn't really do much like we showed up to one or two fights, but that's about it Like we didn't really commit to the war. Uh, We were just staging in venal at that point doing our own thing up there a little bit Uh, I took a little break from Eve there and played other games um, for like I guess three or four weeks ish Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you know, then I came back and uh, Eve Vegas happened and after Eve Vegas was over I kind of just asked Vince is like, yo, you still want to take tribute? And then he said, yes. And then it is, they are our allies. And if our allies want something, then we'll help them to get it. So then we decided to commit and I decided to go for it. And yeah. And we committed.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, that's always been, Vince, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You've seen a lot of things and, and been in charge of, uh, you know, significant forces for a long time. But isn't PL's role usually uh, that of a spoiler where they're hired to kind of take a region by smaller alliances and they kind of ensure that the people who want that region get in?
3: I mean, it depends on what your perception of PL is. I mean, I am i suppose I would be biased to answer that question because um, being in PL myself, um, then it, it depends. Yeah, PL's historic... Um, History is that that they were a mercenary alliance, and you know, when you look back at um, like the Bob War and stuff like that, they were they were hired uh, guns, as it were, um, as we all were in the in World War B or the Casino War. Um, but it, it and well, to be fair, the Northern Coalition War, uh, being the old NC, as it were, mm-hmm. um, PL was also hired then uh, along with uh, ourselves and a couple of other groups um, to remove NC um so yeah historically that's uh what P- pl has uh, has largely been but as the game changes um i mean this is something that actually the killer and i uh spoke about only a couple of days ago is it's a little bit more difficult now to to uh, play that role i guess uh, i mean killer will have his own opinion but i think to to be a mercenary you've got to there's got to be someone who's prepared to point you at something and say here you go this is what you'll get as a benefit uh, there's not many people out there anymore that, um, well, need to do that. To be fair, I mean, if you look around the the map now, there's enough people that were big enough. I mean, it all comes down to blobs at the end of the day, uh, as has this war, um, or super caps.
4: Mm-hmm. and
3: you don't really need, um, you know, for for example, you know, you you, you take and see away, or you take any of the alliances away and leave either one of us on our on our own to fight a group such as TESS and CO2, um, and the outcome will be the same. Is it, Num- numbers make a difference.
0: Yeah, a test has eight thousand people, and CO two has about five thousand people or accounts, and uh, those are huge numbers to go against.
3: They are, but I don't think looking at you know, I don't generally post on Reddit an awful lot, or or even do things like this uh, very much. Mm-hmm. But that that means nothing in in my opinion. It doesn't matter how many people you've got in your alliance. um you know, for example, you, you know, we could use the same argument against Horde. I mean, Horde has got a huge amount of people, um, but at best they will contribute 250, 300, 400 uh, at a push. Um, and that's about it. But that does not reflect the numbers that they have in their alliance. So it's it's how many people show up is what you mean by the bigger blob. Yeah.
0: And uh, do you find this is, I, I think it's funny because more than ever, I've seen this in NC when when you ping for a fleet, you get different numbers than if uh, other
3: people ping for a fleet. Hmm. I don't think that's any different to anywhere else. Killer B gets more people uh, than, say, uh, another PLFC because he's been the active campaign commander in PL now for, for quite some time. Likewise, if the Matani pings the Goons, um, you know they all come with the buckets and spades. So,
0: yeah, uh, it just shows you like there's there's like uh, even at this level of uh, nullsec there's you know uh fcs have different uh amount of draw on how many people they can motivate uh which is interesting for people who aren't in nullsec and stuff that's uh, just starting the game it's like um you get uh you get like lead fcs that end up uh, you know being able to carry uh a place uh, with their name uh, and stuff which is really interesting
1: i mean one of the interesting things about this current war um and admittedly i'm I've only been a veteran of, of Eve wars for the last sort of four years, so there's there's plenty of wars there that totally. I haven't experienced. Um, but I think this one has been very very different, certainly from a Lyman member point of view, because it's been going on like continuously for two months. Like it is, it has been relentless um with the whole tug of war and it's it's felt very different from any other war um we've been in and certainly before um ages sovereignty where where you could you know get a, a couple of hundred guys in supers and titans roll through an entire system a region after dropping the spus in the space of a week um and capture the whole thing this this has been very very hard fought and I'm wondering if if that has been kind of seen um w- was that the expectations that the leadership of both PL and n c had when they were going into this fight did they expect it to go on for as long as it did um and whether that to either vince or killer
3: um i mean from our point of view i mean i said i said earlier on um c o two um are a you know they're they're a good alliance in comparison to some of the other um Nilsack alliances that are about today. Um, in terms of pound to pound, what they put into fleet, um, you know, there's, there's no two ways about it. Uh, likewise, Test are a different beast than they were um, maybe a year ago um, when they came up to take part in World War B. Um, I wouldn't say that I was particularly impressed with them in comparison to now, um, because you know that the, the way that they've been moulded by Sapporo, uh, Vili, and Progod and and, and those. Is it's made them a different alliance so so stick those two two groups together uh, and back that up with the amount of people that they can put into fleets Um yeah you know you, you can't go into a, a campaign such as this one uh, in a sovereignty system that you don't quite understand Um now bearing in mind the one uh, neither myself or killer um and the groups that, that, that we head up uh, did really very much in Towson in where we'll be there was the M-O fight Um very similar to the last one. Um, that was probably the only time we did any did any any session whatsoever, um, and it was a case of you know three thousand people uh, were on our side, uh, and there was a couple of thousand on the other side, and we used capitals to make sure we win the timer. And we've done the same again.
0: Has it been harder to use uh, subcap fleets um, on the one hand, and then dual box and use capitals uh, because of the mechanics change?
3: Uh, not really. So you uh, can... it, it depends on the individual. I mean, I guess for for people in both PL and NCDOT, is that they've been used to um, doing that for a long, long time. Whereas for other groups, it, it's probably quite difficult if you don't do it on a regular basis. So it's a matter of practice.
0: Like the new mechanics for for the fighters aren't more time-consuming, I guess.
3: They are, they, they are um, but again, it just depends on your on your. I guess your setup. As in your the way that your your desktop or wherever you play on is set up, um, because I mean it's workable. I mean you you watch both of us do it pretty pretty easily. I mean we don't provide. I mean we can. I mean I think we had 380 people in an m and O show, but uh, I think 180 of that was capitals from our point of view, uh, and then there was uh, 200 subcaps. So we don't. Everybody's pretty much able to to Jail box, uh, or in some cases travel box, depending on who it is. Um, pretty effectively, for the most part.
0: Yeah. All
3: right. So, what's next in this uh, in this conflict for you guys? Uh, well, I mean, other than the keep style, I don't think there's any much There's much else left to do. I mean, there's some cleaning up to do, um, but uh, there's a couple of timers due out this afternoon. But we've noticed that. Uh, given Gigax's announcement they've already started to take down their cyanogenopozes so they're just going to make it easy for us so. mm. Any do you I... think
1: um, Do you think when we do reach that sort of stage that will be the end of it that's that's the end of the war or do you think um, CO2 pulling back to Venor is probably more of a strategic manoeuvre than um, just a, a complete throwing in of the tail
3: it's a strategic move for them and only them um, you know it, it's a what's the word they're doing what suits them and rightly so um, I mean for them to stay in them that show uh, I mean they could stay in the show there's not a lot we can you know until we actually assault that Keepstar, which we're not going to do uh, lightly um, you know that they, they were not really at any risk so they've strategically deployed in the opposite direction to um, defend their friends uh, I guess was the, the message that they gave yesterday that the, the tribute is done for now quote-unquote um, and then. They want to try and pitch their final battle to try and inflict damage on us um, on the keep. So I think that's from what uh, we said yesterday.
0: Well, it seems like um, their smart move would be to, if they wanted to keep the war going, and I think they do. I talked to uh, Gig X uh, um, not long ago, a couple days ago, and he was saying that the war wasn't over for them. Um, But it seems like they would have to retreat from this theater and and continue to fight in a different theater. So there's some speculation on um, what that looks like, and that might be going into drone regions and hitting, you know, just causing havoc over there and seeing if that causes a headache for Pandemic Legion or something like that. But I don't know.
4: There's a thing, like, the people that lose the war always have difficulties with claiming the war is over because that would mean that they lost it. It was the same when... It was the same when the, um, uh, the the goons decided to go to Delve, and the Mitanni claimed the war isn't over. W- the war is over when we have taken revenge on all these alliances that attacked us, right? Because if, if he if he would have claimed the war is over with them going to the south, then it would have meant mean they they would have lost in that sense. So it's the same thing that Gex is doing now, in my opinion. That's all right. Like uh, you have to remain. Uh, you know the, the the narrative towards your member base. You have to you have to like remain very steady on that. And I, I don't blame them for that. I'm just saying, whatever they're gonna do from Venal, they um, they might hit GOTG, they might hit Darkness and Co. Uh, they, they would be in the position to do that. They might hit into Drones, like you said. But like as far as I think, like in my opinion, the goal was to take tribute, and tribute has been taken, or like it's in the it's in a process of being taken. I don't think they will do any major fighting back like, except for for the Keepstar um from from Reno towards Tribute they're going to have new goals up there they're going to they're going to be looking at what are we going to do here are we going to uh hit darkness cuz they helped NC and PL in the war are we going to try to hit out to drones as you said cuz that could maybe cause headaches for uh, PL or uh, other groups that are involved up there or something you know it's hard to tell um, mm-hmm. I just think that the tri- the tribute part is over and then we'll see what he does next and What they aim for? What's
0: that mean for test? Are you guys like, are you gonna roll yeah, through up a, the test or?
4: I mean, that's you know, that's something that like We haven't made any plans in that in that direction Vili or like at least test seems to expect because really vote that wrote that test Alliance update that was also on reddit and he said He's, uh, they're prepared and they are ready to defend Veil. Vale. They are, comp- they are totally expecting us to push for Veil vale now that we're once we're done with tribute. Um, but yeah, whether or not we're going to do, <laughs> I, I say that every single time I'm like on a show or something. People always think that we have these like six-month roadmaps or something where we have like these plans for six months in advance. That's not how it works. Like we're, we're focusing on what's in front of us right now. Um, we we want to finish up tribute. Then we're going to have to look at the Keep Star. Uh, and then after that's done, we're going to sit together and we're going to make a call. That also depends on what CO2 is going to do up in Veno, right? Like if they start to hit darkness or if they go out their completely own way that m- might not even like, like, that we might not care about, then that opens up more options for us.
0: Yeah. It's
1: definitely going to be interesting to see how everything starts playing out over the next few weeks.
3: Vince, you have any, any plans on test? Oh, well, no, I mean, exactly what Killer just said. I mean, p- people try and guess what we're going to do next mm. and, um, make assumptions as to what we'll do next. I mean, it's like the whole, um, you know, CO2 have deployed to, I've just seen someone write that CO2 have gone to Vinyl till PR got bored. Um, I don't think, think people quite understand, um, what, well, how ripe the North is, uh, in comparison to, um, other parts of Eve right now. Um, you know, as Killer just said, it depends on what some of the other chess pieces do. Um, if CO2 attack darkness or CO2 or attack horde, then clearly uh, we'll be moving to Venom.
0: Cool. Um, do you guys like this new, um, you know, Discord was this new tool that came on, I guess, uh, this year, and it uh, allowed uh, people to mix in voice and chat channels uh, from across the game very easily, and it's one of the main reasons that fleets from different places were able to coordinate so well um and create such a big uh counter movement to the imperium and now there is like the new jabberlon 5 which is uh statecraft uh, discord and that's you know where a lot of um, diplomats will sit and talk to one another or actually just kind of you know shit up comms um do you guys like that are you, i've seen you both in there is it uh, that kind of thing useful
4: you mean statecraft or discord Statecraft. Oh. Um, yeah, it's kinda cool. Like there has been there has been rooms before we call it the Blue Donut, for example. I don't know if you're in there too, but there's this room, the Blue Donut, where uh which we kinda (laughs) it used to be it used to be a Skype channel and then we kinda switch it over to Discord. In general I like these kind of uh, channels and that includes Statecraft because whenever you have an issue or when you want to talk to a certain alliance You can just look in a Discord survey. Is there someone from that alliance here? And you can just hit them up and talk directly to the source instead of having to go through public channels and like, hey, who's the Diplo of your alliance? And then the Diplo, and, you know, I I can just look, hey, who's the CEO of this alliance? Is he in this Discord? Yes, all right, cool. Now I can message with him, right? So, yeah, I like it a lot. I think it's great. And it makes a lot of things a lot easier.
3: I think it's pretty good for, um, well, if you look at the situation, in tribute at the moment is p- people have this uh, persona that you know we just decide one day right let's just go and like talk to everybody that has ever worked with us and say hey do you want to get involved in this? We're actually um, between me and Killer uh, we probably get h- hit up on a weekly basis from somebody saying uh, we'd quite like to look at what's going on at the moment uh, can we can we come can we can we come play? Um, so it's interesting from that point of view too, I mean, uh, especially for like um, wormhole um, travels, as we call it, um, you know, to to be able to just, someone to just say, this is going to happen at this time, uh, do you want to come? Uh, that's been pretty useful as Nikola. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: it's been used very often to, yeah, just to share timers, as to ask for assistance maybe if they need some, or just generally forwarding timers towards us so we can third party on them or show up for them. Uh yeah, it's pretty pretty nice.
0: Uh, how did they do this uh, back before Discord? Um, Vince, how did they actually how'd you coordinate, you know, these bigger campaigns? What what do they look like?
3: Um I mean basically the PN PL and NCDO coordination is is pretty straightforward because we share an IRC server. Um when it goes to outside of just our two groups uh we used Ki- uh, skype in the past uh for a lot of things i mean that that would have been before killer was in uh, pl but uh back in the days it were like kind of uh once you do and all of those guys when we were down south uh fighting like triple a and all those groups uh, we used skype
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it was the same concept it's just different technology uh, a lot probably a lot more difficult yeah
3: skype's not very good in comparison to Discord for this time. <laughs> yeah, Skype's oh, a piece cool. of
0: shit. <laughs> Let's kick Skype. It's on the ground. Kick
3: please, it. please don't sue Skype. <laughs> it was actually quite funny. Do you remember the um, the World War B Skype channel? Like it, it sometimes yeah. it used to be that broken. The little pen thing used to just continuously write as if someone was writing, and no one ever was. Yeah, <laughs> It was awful. Ghosts. It Was
0: awful. So Northern Coalition. Did you pick that name, Vince?
3: And do you regret uh, it? Yeah. Um. Well, it, it kind of still gets a bit. It's a bit of a joke name, uh, to be honest, um, from the old NC. I mean, I, I suppose if I have to be honest, I don't suppose that when we we decided to create this alliance that I thought it would be successful in any, any way, shape, or form. Um, so yeah, all these uh,
1: years later, still here. <laughs> yeah. So
3: so yeah, it, it is a bit of a joke name in comparison to, you know, some of the other alliance names out there. We kind of uh, took it as a joke and then ended up sticking with it.
0: It seems now like you know, when you hear Northern Coalition, the first thing you hear about is NC, you think about is NC dot, not the old Northern Coalition that it was, you know, made to make fun yeah. of.
3: That was a long time ago, though. So, I mean, I think the the population of EVE has changed so dramatically since the old Northern Coalition was around that some people probably don't even know who they are. So, mm.
0: Well, real quick, um, both your thoughts on, and Johnny, you can jump into this last question, but uh, on... Uh, the alphas and how they're, you know, uh, going to affect the game.
3: Uh, I mean, it's not something that we, um, other than uh, outside of the alliance, are uh, really uh, looking at. The moment it's really good for Horde. Um, if you're an alpha out there and you need a place to go, Horde's a place. Um, but um, from 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 our, an alliance point of view, um, an alpha right now would fit in. I suppose would be the right word to use. Would um, not fit in. No, um, well, I mean, I suppose they could. We could make it work, but um, I think the the way that the alliance is set up, um, people probably just wouldn't enjoy it the, a brand new. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, the Capri wrote a really interesting post in his blog about the whole. Is it really good to direct all the uh, new alpha clones into something like Brave or Horde or Karma Fleet or something? And I actually read that blog post even though I'm not a very active blogger um, and it, it was a really interesting read because uh, like it depends on what the what the certain alpha player wants to do but I feel like if the people ask and there's a lot of people that ask that how do I get into these zero zero wars how do I get into these zero zero politics uh, I think I still think the best way is to join one of the new bro friendly alliances may it be horde karma fleet uh, I guess Test is all right I, I'm not sure if Uh, Dreaded recruits alpha clones or not Um, And then also Brave uh, is cool. So I mean, you know, you you have all these places you can go to and um, Yeah, most of these groups don't really have a very nice wiki. For example, Lahore doesn't have like a wiki kind of thing Where the people can read up, but it's a community after all so you can talk to people and you can you can ask Questions and then you will get your answers. I don't think uh, that, that it's like go here take this ship and then press F1 Right, like people are open to questions, and uh, and it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, and the the waffles one as well, the pancakes. If you like, if you like uh, low sec warfare, because waffles most uh, waffles mostly do low sec, and then pancakes is kind of the low sec uh, nomad alpha clone uh, alliance.
0: Johnny, do you have an opinion on that? What alphas are are gonna do in the game? Well, I
5: know they're bringing a lot more life to the game. When I'm flying around, I see more lower tier ships flying around, not just. Tech two, tech three, this, and you realize, oh, I'm playing with people who've been playing the game for years now. There's, there's no more new blood. It feels like, but now it feels that way. I feel like there's new blood flying around. I can have more random events instead of everyone flying with an, an agenda. You know, some secret up their, up their sleeve. I've also seen alpha corpse forming up. You know, like once led by, led by a single omega with a whole bunch of alphas. And, um, and people talking about Alphas going into Faction Warfare, so I'll see a lot more of those. But overall, just more life, and I'm enjoying seeing more low-tier ships around.
3: Well,
0: I think it was C- CCP Mimic that post, uh, posted a graph, and she's like, my favorite graph, and it just showed a huge spike in numbers. Uh, actually, yep. even, even activity, right? Like, a lot of yep, ships yep. going on. They may not be expensive, but...
1: but... <laughs> uh, I mean, we haven't quite gotten to... Sort of uh, two, late 2012, early 2013 levels, where the PCU was, you know, 60,000 people. But you know, I, even I'm quite surprised that the, the PCU has gone from averaging around about 20,000 to now regularly getting about 40,000 quite happily. Um, so I'm 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 quite excited to see that when I log in the client in the evening.
5: They haven't yeah, even same. started advertising it yet. No, nope. that's what nope. I heard.
0: Yeah. Go ahead, Oh, I was just going to say that, yeah, it looks like um, uh, CCP is keeping their powder dry, so to speak, and uh, we'll work out these kinks. And then about the spring, uh, probably generate a lot of uh, marketing material uh, to try to bring in new players. I think the corporate invite system will probably be working. Is it up yet? Do you know, Tiberius? Corporate, oh, that invite? The- corporate invite system that they said they wanted to do? where uh, corporations can actually invite people into the game uh, and get credit for it
1: um Um, no but i think they just um, announced in the past uh, they did i mean if they have done i didn't see it but I, i know what people used to do certainly in brave anyway um was that they had one of the the uh one of the buddy referral links and i have seen actually now you mention it, it's, it's popped into my head. Um, I have seen a buddy referral link uh, advertised. Um, so where if you, similar in the old way, but I think there's a certain criterion you get some in-game uh, which you get to play with if, if your alpha clone sticks around for a certain amount of time.
0: Hmm. Awesome.
4: All right, well, uh, Kiloby, do you have one last thing to say? Oh uh, Yeah, I just want to say that I really think alpha clones are great. I agree with John uh, Johnny. Johnny and Johnny that it's uh, that it brings a lot more life to the game and Even though like a lot of bitter vets like or all the players they might not care, but I really think that um, With the, the current the way the, the the way the game currently is if we would have like three times the amount of players that we have right now I think the, the game would feel way better and this alpha clone thing is a, is a step in that direction so I, re- I really like it I really uh, just generally I'm really happy with the the way that CCP, like basically the last year of changes, in my opinion, obviously there's always some changes that are questionable, but the the the, the general the overall way that CCP is going, in my opinion, is very good. And I like it compared to, for example, uh, 2014 where everything looked grim and, you know, everything was kind of going downhill. Now I feel like we're, we're on the right road and I'm looking forward to see uh, what's next.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Alton here um, says that uh, you get added to each other's contact list automatically if you invite somebody in, which is kind of cool. I don't think that was that way before.
1: That was pretty cool.
0: Hey Vince, one last question um, for you, and that is uh, it seems like PL kind of saw this coming with Brave, I guess. They said "Oh, there's a lot of new players, let's make Horde. And Goonswarm said, oh there's a lot of new players, let's make um, Karma Fleet and stuff. But NC didn't take that route. Is there a reason for that?
3: Um, Yeah, I suppose um, there's a lot of people within NCDOT that have corporations outside of NCDOT that already do it um, on a corp level. And that's where they then try and uh, bring their next recruit from, I suppose, when the time is right. Um, I mean, alpha clones is something totally different, so it could be something that that, that we revisit. But um, I mean, I would say that the, the, the horde is probably more of a just a horde thing, whereas you've got waffles um, and the, the pancake thing—that's probably a more um, realistic route for somebody that's going to join PL rather than Horde. Is
0: Yeah. So so pancakes are uh, alpha clones. Uh, Waffles were kind of a training corp for PL, and then you had Horde, which you're kind of uh, fit in the middle, I guess. Is that about right?
4: Well, I mean, yeah. there's you can get up from Horde into PL. It's possible, um, but because you can get you you get to play with PL dudes, we have like this. For example, we have this one little um, program. Uh, it's called. It's basically one corp in PL. It's called Isred. We have this. Uh, we have this group called Isbad, <laughs> and Isbad is basically Isred players that you know go out there and take Horde players with them and do the stuff that Isred usually does. Isred is very good at fishing at you know hunting stuff, and they do that kind of stuff except they take uh, Horde players with them on that. So they get to play with the PL uh, players, and then obviously if someone turns out to be really good, really useful, then they can get vouched into PL but uh generally it's not like horde is a feeder alliance for us horde is their own thing just as waffles is now waffles the days of waffles being the snake feeder corp is, is kind of over they are a very uh independent alliance at this point so yeah maybe uh peel has to figure out new ways of recruiting soon
0: do you think you just merge <laughs> these groups together or anything say what sorry would you think about merging these groups together or something or do you like them all Oof. separate that way
4: I mean I think it's really good that they're all separate cuz that way um in being part of the pan fam you could you could choose whatever playstyle you prefer right like you could, if you want to be low sec you go to waffles if you want to be uh if you want to play like PL you, you go to PL and if you like the whole horde thing like the whole like just having a huge huge fleet a swarm fleet of like fucking 200 and a or something and you go to horde you can choose whatever you like and be part of the pan fam and obviously if uh, you know in grim times we'll always stand together as one big family
0: uh vince i do have one more question sorry why haven't <laughs> you e- either uh recruited pl to come into northern coalition or uh, northern coalition has gone to pl like why haven't you just merged into one mega alliance is it a cultural difference
3: uh no because well, it's, it's not a cultural difference because i mean i don't know if you have a sound pl or nt.com but it's literally um it's like a disease uh, but, uh, <laughs> the uh, I suppose the, the, the easy answer is there's the alliances separately complement each other um pretty well. But they they have to be kept separate. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right, I guess there's uh although, I although the graph
3: Graph has trying been trying to recruit me now for uh, six years, so.
0: yeah, that's what I'm basing the question off of is grass efforts to <laughs> you <laughs> and Lady Scarlet into uh, PL.
1: Oh, right. I think I we think, established Selene think... is after Lady Scarlet. <laughs> I think
3: I think we've already uh, gone too far past the um, the point where that would even be a realistic thing to do. Um, it would make that single line far too big. Um, I don't know. I don't. I just don't think it, it'd operate properly. Do you, Kyle? I think we be... no,
4: no, no. I think it would be yeah, awful It'd be a lot less.
3: Yeah, we'd be a lot less effective than we are now as a team.
4: Yeah.
1: I think that's that's an important point as well, because one thing that certainly under the new sovereignty system that, uh, that I've been taught is that groups that are able to operate independently um, and do things independently from each other and work towards a particular goal is actually the most, is, is the most effective way of doing it. When you're trying to be a group, trying to achieve a goal within a new sovereignty system, you generally tend to be a bit handicapped doing that. Whereas if you have lots of groups trying to achieve the same goal in their own way, um, then somehow that seems to work under the new SOP system as well.
0: Well, it's a funny contrast to Imperium that wants everybody, uh, to jump into, well, some people wanted everybody to jump into the same alliance. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a stark contrast to uh, PLNC wanting to be, stay separate, you know, for whatever, uh, the reasons are. Uh, well, cool. Um, Let's uh, now move on to Tiberius. Do you know what's going on out there in the meetup situation or the people getting together?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, The biggest event um, for this time of year, other than Vegas, um, and certainly the biggest event for the guys down the Southern Hemisphere, Eve Down Under kicked off yesterday. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing all the news when that comes out. I'm certainly going to be pestering Bam once he's uh, stopped organizing that event and has come back. That's Bam Stoker. Um, that is, um, who uh, is in Van Diemen's demise, uh, and he's been organizing that event uh, for a number of years now. Um, so I will be uh, having a chat with him when I manage to get uh, time zones aligned. Um, but that's kicked off. That's in Sydney at the moment. There's already plenty of tweets and pictures floating around uh, on Twitter. Um, so if you are going, um, let's hope you have a good time. Ben, um, oh. go ahead. Go. What were you going to say about Bam,
0: Bam and VDD? Used to be in Northern Coalition. I remember when Bam joined them, uh, and uh, and then they went to PL, and they're actually now back in NC, which is kind of cool. I have a well, soft it's spot for them. <laughs> it's where Dark Dark Razor came out of there,
1: who's uh, joined CCP as an employee now um so the next meet uh this weekend as well uh, and excuse me this is rattling around with the, the balls <laughs> um the uh, next meet uh as well on the 26th uh at eight o'clock is in houston um and that's like king's head pub it's a monthly meet that happens there um if you're in that area check it out it looks like a great pub um certainly if i'm in that area i'm gonna go check it out myself that's cool. uh then there's another meet uh again just sort of as a uh follow-up to um, Eve Down Under is a hangout with CCP Antiquarian. He's going to be in Western Australia in Fremantle um, at Little Creatures on uh, 40 Muse Road, uh, Fremantle, WA 6160. Uh, and that's on the 30th of November at half past six. So uh, if you're around there and you want to meet uh, the man with the hats that does the Alliance Tournament broadcasts, then uh, go check that out. Oh, um, cool. And last but not least, um, the 4th of December at 12.30 is the monthly Toronto uh, meetup meet for December. Um, and that's at a new venue by the looks of it. Um, Joe's Baldi, I think that is. Um, but that's on the 4th of December. Um, you can check out all those meets and everything else on evemeet.net. And um, if you are organising a meet, certainly set one up uh, and let me know and of course tomorrow we have oh no I don't think we're doing it tomorrow but uh, also the s- last week we wrapped up the uh, second series of the event team minor league as well um, and so that's progressing as well and uh, it's been some really exciting matches if you've been keeping up with that well, that's it
0: cool alright we um, want to thank uh, Vince for uh, hanging out with us and Killer B as well uh and uh, johnny pew for jumping in and uh, helping us with some information there
4: yeah we have some time as a tribute but no I've, thanks for having me and uh always a
0: pleasure you always give it. us a ton of information and uh really appreciate that and uh vince are you still here or did you do have to leave
4: sure is, uh, he's coming. Yeah. yeah he's, he's already running stuff yeah,
0: <laughs> all right johnny thanks uh too for coming we appreciate it you have anything else you want to say johnny
5: I wish I could have been uh, of more use in the discussion, but I have no Alliance war experience anymore, so <laughs> it's beyond my realm.
0: That's okay. You have any videos coming out?
5: After Thanksgiving, I hope to. Right now, I'm busy and too drained to attempt anything. Right. Too yeah. for the turkey.
0: I will be uploading more. Well, you did a bunch of stuff in the run up to Ascension, probably. Yeah, not a few videos. I tried to get some stuff out. Yeah, well, we'll look for them uh, as they come out. And for new players who are watching this show, it's uh, Johnny Pugh's YouTube. Is it under Johnny Pugh or what's it under?
5: Yeah, it's the same name as my username on Discord. Yeah,
0: so Johnny Pugh, check out his videos. Uh, You'll learn a lot. Uh, He exposes people to a lot of stuff before it actually hits the game uh, in a very um, understandable way, which is uh, why they're really easy to watch and, and good. Right, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in today. We appreciate it. Um, that's it for talking in stations, and we will see you next week.